0: Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euroskills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact shg at www.swisshospitalityguild.com. and welcome to 50 Shades of Hospitality. This is Crystal Cavan, your host. Today, we are welcoming Claudine Thoma to our program. Welcome, Claudine. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, good morning, Crystal, and uh, thank you for your warm welcome. I'm very happy to be able to be here with you this morning. Well, talking about myself a little bit, as you said, my name is Claudine Thomas. I am a hospitality professional. I am 46 uh, years old and I'm a Luxembourg citizen. Born in Luxembourg, having been abroad for 20 years almost, I finished my studies here in Luxembourg, graduated and decided to study hotel management in Belgium, where I stayed a little bit after my studies. I've been traveling quite a lot over those 20 years, and back in 2015, I decided to move back to Luxembourg, to my home country, to my family and my friends. And um, yes, and since 2015, I am uh, teaching hospitality management at the École d'Hotellerie et de Tourisme de Luxembourg here in Luxembourg.
0: I had a chance to meet you a few weeks ago, and I was really impressed by your passion and your enthusiasm for hospitality. Can you tell us what prompted you to pursue a career in this field? Well, I was
1: 13 years old when I decided to study hotel management. I remember, I think it comes from my family. I have a, my mother's cousin has uh, been studying in Lausanne and was active in the hospitality management, but I didn't have so much contact with him actually at the time I was a child. I remember though, from traveling with my grandparents, I had a grandfather who unfortunately passed away when he was still quite young, but I had a chance for 10 years to travel with my grandparents to nice hotels in Switzerland, uh, in Austria, Germany, and there I, I learned actually, I got to learn this um, sense of hospitality in these nice hotels. My grandfather was someone who enjoyed life, uh, who enjoyed uh, good food, nice wines. And so I was actually, uh, you know, in, I can't say involved, but I, I learned this, and this really marked my childhood. Later on, I was traveling with my parents, and I remember one day, and that I was 13 at the time, uh, we were at the Côte d'Azur. And there was this nice hotel, the Martinez, Hotel Martinez. And uh, I said to my mom, I said, I want to go inside and have a look because this looks so nice, this building. And she said, oh, let's go inside. And we went inside and I was standing there in the lobby. And I can't really describe what I felt, but I felt something really inside myself. And I saw the uh, floor supervisor, the public area supervisor. I I saw her passing by and looking after the flowers, you know, touching a little bit the flowers to see with everything was still fine. And I looked at my mother and I said, "Um, I want to become someone like that. I want to work somewhere like this. And she was laughing, didn't really, you know, say something and I looked at my father and he said, well, if you want to do that, then do this. I never changed my opinion. I remember at the time I was at high school and I was learning all about economics and mathematics and I did Latin and so on. And on our very last day before our, uh, we call it Premier's Examen, which is the Abitur in Germany or Matura, I think somewhere else, uh, we got asked by our teachers, so what are you going to study? And everyone said, I want to become a lawyer. Oh, I want to become a professor in economics. And you, Claudine, well, and me, I'm going to work in a hotel. Yes, and actually they looked at me and oh you want to work in a hotel yes because that's the nicest job actually that exists yeah now as I said before I'm 46 and I still think that it's the best job in the world
0: (laughs) Claudine like many of us you've had quite a few professional lives I understand that you know you were in operations and now you're in hospitality education could you please develop on that
1: Yes. So I go a bit back to my first professional life, which was then the hospitality uh, industry. So I studied hotel management in Brussels and then I had a fantastic opportunity. I uh, did an internship with Hilton. That's also one thing which really marked my career. Would say the day I decided to go and study in Brussels, hospitality management. I went with a friend of mine. She was graduating as well, and she studied tourism. She decided to study tourism, and we had decided to find an apartment, uh, you know, something to live in together. And we arrived in Brussels. I mean, very young, eighteen years old, from Luxembourg, and we were in a big city like Brussels, which is compared to. Luxembourg, really huge. And I will always remember, we went out of the metro station at Porte de Namur, because that's where we had our first appointments to look for a studio to live. And there was this huge building, which was the Hilton Brussels, 27 floors. And there was written on it, Hilton. And you know, I mean, in Luxembourg, there was no Hilton at the time. This was back in 1996. Hilton was always such a big name for myself. And I said to her, I said, Danielle, do you see that building? And she said, yes, of course. I mean, how can you miss it? And I said, you know what? One day, I'm going to be the number one of such a hotel. And she started laughing out loud because she said, well, dream on. Look at this. This is Hilton. This is five star. And you want to become, I said, I want to become a manager in such a hotel and preferably number one. And she said, yeah, yeah, you have always been a little bit a dreamer. So dream on. And during my second year of studies, we were asked to do an internship. And I said, because I was really living close by, I saw this building, this uh, 27th floor building every day when I went to school, when I got to uh, take the metro. And so I said, I'm going to dare, I'm going to apply there for an internship. I was uh, accepted right away. And so I did four weeks of room service in that building. When I finished my studies, I got this fantastic opportunity to join again Hilton Brussels. And there was not a minute. I was thinking about it. I worked for Hilton for nine years in Brussels, and I did really this. It's not the elevator program that I followed, but yeah, I was lucky enough to be one of these young talents, as they said already at the time, uh, to be developed further because I had asked for it, of course. They knew my ambitions as well, and uh, so I uh, did a management uh, training program internally uh, designed, and then I also joined the Shine Development Program, which was a time a new program where 12 people from european hotels were selected to join that development program over a year and then it finishes off with a assessment center i was uh, then afterwards on the list to be moved to another property so i became director of operations at the hilton uh, rome airport which was a great opportunity as well of course and then i was in rome and yeah things how do you say For years and years and years, I had done everything I could. I gave everything. For my career, I invested 100% of myself, of my life into my own professional development and also personal development. And when I was in Rome, I had uh, reached that, but I didn't feel very well over there. The team was very nice, but I lived in the hotel. There were many, many things that were, you know, have been used so much in Brussels for the nine years. So it was very, very different. And all of a sudden I felt that I needed to have a break from this whole development programs and always being put under pressure and my health started suffering from it so I said uh, you know um, I, I can't really accept this any further so there was no issue in my work but it was a moment I was just 30 and was one of the youngest directors of operation in Europe but you know I felt like hmm, I need a break so I took a break and I always loved event management and I got right away uh, contact by a Dutch company, a global conference organisers, which uh, actually allowed me to have... Six wonderful years. I was still in the industry, but as a client. And this was absolutely fantastic because everything I had learned before, I was able to experience it as a client. I was the one signing the contracts for big events, for congresses, did site inspections. And so I learned a lot from that, of course, as well as a hotelier. It was also a stressful job, of course, because I still remained active. I was still booking rooms and being in touch. And still, what was really important was this guest contact. I mean, if it's a guest in a hotel, here I had clients I had to take care of. So it was really, it was great. I was traveling the world. I saw great properties. After a couple of years, because then I became a mom of two, my second daughter was born. It was a lot of travel. And uh, that was actually a coincidence that someone I worked with at the Hilton in Brussels at the time, uh, she took over a position at the Steigenberger Brussels, called me up and said, Claudine, we need someone like you to take care of our business development department. Would you like to join? It was a call for me as well to go back into the hospitality. Actually, the question was how how I did the transition to education because I was in operations. I did a lot of things. I got married during the time I was working. We have decided priority on my career before having kids. And then when um, both Alex and Sophie were there, especially Sophie, the little one, I found that, it was really, really difficult to combine both. This was a very uh, hard experience for me as well, because I was the one, such as I said at the time, I'm going to be a manager in this 27th floor hotel. I always said that if someone will be able to combine both family and career, that would be me. At the beginning, I thought, yeah, I failed. Now, after a couple of years, I say, no, I didn't fail. I mean, I tried my best, but it's always what you have inside your heart. And of course, on one hand, I have the hospitality industry in my heart very deeply. And I am still passionate today about it. And if someone asks me, said, it's the best job you can have in the world. It's the most wonderful thing that you can do is being in a hotel, welcoming guests, speaking to them, offer them an unforgettable experience. And on the other side, in my heart, I am also a mother of two wonderful girls. At the time when I was at the Steigenberger, I felt very much torn between the team and the hotel, where I felt great and I felt that I needed to be there. And torn between the the team and between my kids that were at home, a little baby, six months old, that I had actually to drop off in the morning with her second mom, let's say, somehow. And I always felt that I wasn't there where I should be at the time I should be and this was a very nasty feeling it's not something very nice to feel because you always think I should be there but I can't now because I also should be there and I have to and it's like a little bit I took this uh, thing of being on a boat with one foot you are on the boat ready to go and with the other foot you are still there and you actually know that you can't leave and such an awful feeling I didn't uh, want anymore for myself there was one thing that I always particularly appreciated in my professional life that was giving young people the chance to experience the same things that I had the chance to experience during my own career. It's, you know I received tremendously during all the years I had with Hilton especially. I was surrounded by inspiring people, by people who believed in me, by people who gave me opportunities if they thought they would be good for me and for my, my own development and I wanted to give back and something which I always did at Hilton I was a team coach I was a trainer I did the train the trainer courses and later on when I was a head of department of course I hired also trainees and just looking at them you know those were really motivated and I want to do this and leading a bit by example as well you can do this you have to invest yourself of course and my own experiences that I had lived I always wanted to give it back to the young ones to the young generation and so there was always this idea in my head that one day if one day something would happen whatever could happen in my life the only thing I would like to do is to teach at that time 2014, when I start having this uh, awful feeling inside myself, between my family, my husband, my daughters, of course my friends, and also my the rest of my family, I was never there. I was always either on duty or at an event or somewhere. When I got that feeling, I thought now is the right time. I'm going to be forty. It's still young to actually swap careers, but the kids were young. My daughter was six. The other one was two. And I said, if I'm not going to do this now, I'm never going to do it because I will never. be able or never be ready to get out of this whole nice hospitality career and so on. And that decision was taken. Of course, I knew that it would be combined with a lot of consequences because I knew how passionate I was about the hospitality industry. But I said, sometimes you have to put priorities. And that's what I did. And I was lucky enough because I was always lucky in my life. I was lucky enough that I got this chance at at the school here in Luxembourg. It was a big move because after 20 years coming back, wasn't that easy. I had to get used to this little country and also I was used to travel and I was used to have this great life outside as well and uh, coming back to Luxembourg, getting used again here and then also from a professional point of view, learning something new. It was a very nice challenge. I can't say I was afraid because I had chosen for it, right? But uh, I was curious to see how it would work out and today I don't regret.
0: So one thing I wanted to ask you is from a hospitality perspective, you know these two countries very well, Belgium and Luxembourg. What do they have in common? Was it difficult making the change from going to Luxembourg to Belgium? You've already mentioned that it was not so easy to come back to Luxembourg because it was a big change. But what do they have in common, these two countries, for you professionally? and
1: Well, if I'm very honest, they don't have so much in common, although we're very close. And we are always considered as brother and sisters. Before the euro we even had the same uh, currency and Belgians and Luxembourgish people, it's like the Luxembourgish they always make fun out of the Belgians, but first ones that go there on holidays are the Luxembourgish. you know we are so close by. another example last week I had an issue with my car. they call the assistance and actually they said yeah you have to call Brussels because they don't have any office in Luxembourg. There are a lot of things are being managed out from Brussels or from Belgium for Luxembourg. we're getting imported things from from Belgium and when you hear the Luxembourger, actually they say I was ah, les the Belgians. I, I mean it's always a lot of jokes. When I say oh I'm married to a Belgian, <laughs> starting laughing and I don't really know because actually Luxembourgers. and I could be now seen as a little bit critical but I am because I have been out of the country for 20 years. It's a wonderful country and I'm very proud to be a I'm also very proud that my children do have, that my daughters do have the, the citizenship and I'm proud that we are such a small country and still you're alive kicking and we have so many good things but we do have the mentality of a very very small country and when then if you then joke about a bigger country which is next to you which does things obviously very differently I don't think this is right because actually we should look at the countries around us and say what do they well and import best practices which we do we go and have a look but on the other hand we always think that still's good over here when now when out of the country. When I was 19 and I went to study in Brussels, it was the big, like, freedom. I was at home with my family. and the only daughter, so I was always, well, taken care of. Happy to go, not because it was so awful at home, not at all, but just because I wanted to experience new things. And uh, my father always pushed me and always motivated me to go and live different things. My mother is much more into typical Luxembourgish families. I was always also torn between the two. Because my father said, Go and live something, and my mom was like, Are you sure it's you're going to be alright? So very protective, and uh, because outside of Luxembourg, especially at the time, it was the big world. And then I was really curious to see, I was really looking forward to it. And I must say, from the first week I was in Brussels, I felt like, Well, this is my life, this is my happy place. Here I'm really feeling well, and I studied there, and I got to know a lot of people, and I was constantly going out. Then I met my husband. I actually um, met families, how they live, the traditions, how it it is there, and with friends coming from all over the world because obviously Brussels is very international and it is uh, cosmopolite, as we say, and it was just great. And then I moved to Rome, which was a new experience. So I was so much used to this Belgian uh, traditions and way of life, and I came to Rome, and this was so different. I mean, I learned so much about how the Italian way of life, which is not always the dolce far niente, as we know. It all started already with the fact that I didn't speak the language, and I arrived there and they all spoke Italian. And I remember first meeting with my executive chef. I was director of operations. I had to talk to all of them and to get to know them, and we were talking with the hands because he didn't speak English and I didn't speak Italian except mozzarella, pomodori, espresso, and gelato. That was all I was able to speak, but they were so helpful and so nice. All of a sudden I said, well, now I need to start speaking Italian because otherwise I'll never get integrated here. So I started to speak Italian with plenty of mistakes, but afterwards it was okay. And then I went into the Netherlands. I worked for six years for a Dutch company, which is a different way of working, but also a different way of life. And there I was only for a year, six months, a year in Rotterdam living. And then I had my office at home actually, and I was traveling so much. So I was never, I haven't lived six years in the Netherlands. But there again, I worked with people from Turkey, with German people. My assistant was from Ireland. The other assistant, he was from uh, Wolverhampton in the UK. I mean, I had people around coming from everywhere. It was such a nice mix. And uh, working and talking to them was great. It was really eye-opening for me. And then I come back to Luxembourg. And after 20 years, I find out that, of course, Luxembourg had developed in the meantime. Yes, it did. I cannot say differently. I mean, now we have over 100 different nationalities in this country, 100. Thirty or something, I think. And when you go into town at Luxembourg City on a Saturday morning, I go to the market, I hear every language. And this is so nice that people sit together, have a drink together. But it's only starts changing. We're not there yet where other countries are.
0: And this is one of the, I think this is one of the attractions for working in the hospitality industry. People that tend to go into this industry have this love for multiculturalism and they have an openness to them, I think. Exactly.
1: Yes, that's exactly the thing. Back in 1996, when I left my country, of course, we have here in Luxembourg a very large Portuguese community. So I was always uh, at school with them. But they are so well integrated. They are the same. It's only when I came back to Luxembourg that I felt the need to really get to know about their countries and their lives. Because for us, it's like we are in Luxembourg and people are here. So they have to live like we do. And it is not the case. I also had to adapt my myself, when I was coming to Italy, the Italians would not necessarily adapt. They would make things easier for me to adapt. But I had to learn Italian. They didn't learn Luxembourgish, you see. So we always have to adapt when we go somewhere. I only became aware during all those years, the Portuguese people, for example, that came into our country, or the Italians that came to our country. Or now we got a lot of when um, when there was the war in ex yugoslavia we have a lot of people coming from Serbia, from uh, Croatia. Bosnia, Herzegovina. We really have a lot here in Luxembourg. How was it for them to come here and to start living here? Because it's so different. And this is something which you get when you work abroad, but when you work in hospitality. Nowadays, I try to teach my students about the Japanese people, how they do work, how is it working with Japanese people, how is it welcoming Japanese guests, how is it to welcome Indian guests, something completely different. What about the Americans? We always have this stereotype. We have our ideas in our heads, like, oh, yes, if you are from that country, you must be like that. No, open up. Ask them how it is for them, because they obviously feel the same thing that we do when we go outside. And that's something that Luxembourg should learn, because in Belgium, they have been much more used to it early already, for a long time already. And I don't say that it always works fine, right? I mean, there are a lot of conflicts as well. But, you know, when you work in the hospitality industry and you meet people from so many countries over the world. For some, I I remember the very first week, two weeks when I was working at the Hilton, I was uh, at the night shift. We printed a report. On the report was written, suspect nationalities. Because these are like nationalities that never came. Because we were a threat at the time as well. Because there was the war and we were an American company. So sometimes we had to print this report, suspect nationalities. And because there was this geopolitical political aspect, which we had to consider as well. And we welcomed a lot of head of state. So it was not that they were suspect. It was called like that, but it's hard to know who is actually in the hotel. I had never met someone from Iraq or i never met someone from Uzbekistan or... We were 350,000 people in Luxembourg when I left. Now we are over 600,000. And then you meet someone where actually you say, uh, where is that country again? Where in the world. This was really something very special in my career.
0: Claudine, you've recently been appointed the Luxembourg expert for hotel reception and you will participate at the Euroskills in Gdansk in September this year. What are your expectations and wishes for this important event and competition?
1: Well, first of all, your skills, the fact that I'm able to join this as an expert and represent Luxembourg makes me, of course, really proud. Although I can be quite critical towards my own country, I am really proud that Luxembourg has a large delegation this time. We never had such a large delegation than uh, in 2023. And it's the first time that hotel reception is going to be part of the competition. It makes me double-double. Uh, proud, if I can say. We have a hotel market here in Luxembourg, which is still compared to other countries rather small. We have developed enormously over the last 15-20 years. When I left the country, there was one really well-known, famous five-star hotel, which was a leading hotel of the world, and there were two or three hotel chains represented on the market. Nowadays we have around eight, ten different hotel chains on the market. There is development. We have a lot of hotels in the pipeline, so we will need a lot of people to work in the hotels. We also want to, of course, as I said, I'm at the hotel school in Luxembourg. There is only one hotel school here in Luxembourg, and we try to, of course, to give them the chance to take experiences but the ultimate goal is that they come back to Luxembourg and work here in our hotels. And so it makes me proud to be the expert for hotel reception because we need to put all the skills that you need for the hotel reception. We need to be more visible, the hotels in Luxembourg, that there is potential there for a nice career in Luxembourg, that there will be hotels that will be needing well-developed and well-skilled uh, people. Actually, for the moment, in the hotels, there are mainly people from France, Belgium, Germany that work there and our students. But we are not that many people here in Luxembourg. And we are a hotel school with 280 students. So there will be a need in the future for more. And it makes me particularly proud. To be able to represent with my candidate Luxembourg to show how good we are as well in welcoming guests how talented our young people are, how skilled they are and actually how interesting this job is. We have already planned also and I have discussed it with uh, the Luxembourgish um, delegation already. We want to do a little campaign, self-marketing a little bit before we go into Poland in September uh, to put the job as a receptionist or to put this under the spotlight and to show going away from this idea of to be able to work at the reception, you actually have to have a nice smile and say hello to people. That's not the job of a receptionist. This is much, much more. And so this is something where I want to invest my efforts, my time, and my energy into showing what it really is to be a hotel receptionist. What actually you need to be able to perform, what you need to do, the competencies that you need to have, the soft skills you need to have, especially the soft skills. And we talk, our headmaster of our school, Mr. Lunders, is always talking about the skills of the 21st century. Being a receptionist in a hotel is so much more than just smile and be nice and has so many responsibilities during a guest journey. It is a pity that it is not better known. And I want to be one of those people that put this job under the right light and to show that it's hard work. Of course, it's hard work, but also what you get from it. All the experiences that you get, this is something that is not comparable to any other job. And so what are my expectations? First First of all, of course, to improve or to enhance the idea that you have of the hotel reception, to be working there and also, of course, ultimately recruit young people that want to do career. But for the competition itself now, together with my candidate, Sarah, and I'm very proud of her as well, that she takes on the challenge to go to and to be the first candidate for Luxembourg. And the expectations are we want to be part of it. We want to give our best. I promised Sarah and I promised myself that I'm going to do everything I can to get her ready to go there and to be able to compete with all the other countries to get good results. Now, you have to be realistic as well. It's our first participation. So it's it's a huge learning process that we are going through already now, during the whole run-up phase, during the whole training. It's a huge learning that we are currently doing, as well for her as for myself, because we are discovering sometimes new things. (laughs) and we say oh okay that's like that okay so let's take it from there other countries have a lot of experience have maybe much more resources to train themselves I must say we have a very good and very pleasant and extremely nice support from EuroSkills Luxembourg whatever we ask for we get it because they really support us uh, as as good as they can and I must say there's a lot of importance now on the skills that is being put on skills here in Luxembourg as well but other countries have maybe 10-15 years more experience than we do so let's be realistic a medal placed on the podium is always nice but you know it's not everything I would be extremely happy to get a medal of uh, excellence an award of excellence as they say. that would be a really great recognition for the efforts that uh, Sarah is currently undergoing and if not participating for the first time is to go through the whole process once learn from it see what we do well and see where we need to improve and give it not this time we will be there next time again because now as well we know how to select candidates we are going to learn what they need to have so we can select our future candidates we can improve the look skills as well the hotel reception competition was the first time last year so we will be able to learn from this we want to network we want to learn from other countries how they do the thing get to know people increase our network and have a good time and do our best of course
0: Claudine, I have just one last question before we finish the podcast. What would be your last word of wisdom to people who are eventually interested in getting into the hospitality field for young people, perhaps? What wisdom could you share with them?
1: Well, I'm not that wise,
0: but there are quite a few things that I
1: have learned in my career. And the first is, as I started off at the session, is when I was 13 years old. I always had this in my heart. I felt it strongly in my heart that I wanted to do this. And the word of wisdom I would give to young people is, even if sometimes people try to make you change your mind, because that was what people tried with myself as well, saying, oh, you're going to work over the weekends and over the bank holidays. When other people do celebrate and party, you have to work. Do everything that you want. it with your heart, as long as you feel the heartbeat for that particular job. And yes, the hotel industry, hospitality industry is a tough industry. Yes, we do work long hours. Yes, we do get a salary which is not always in line with the efforts that we are doing. And yes, others do party and we are the ones having to set it up and having to break it down at the end and also clean afterwards. And yes, other peoples do enjoy the food which we have been cooking in the kitchen. And yes, but that the job and there's so much to actually to get from this this is the nicest job that someone can have travel the world meet people from everywhere over the world and most important is not one day as another there's always something new there's always something unforeseen so a job where you don't have any routine where you never have a moment where you say oh actually Mm. Or having a job. I did this for over 20 years now, where you get up in the morning and you actually look forward to go to work because it's going to be maybe tough. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be something new. It's going to be challenging. There's something is going to happen. Something is in any case going to happen. And you won't have the time to actually count the hours until you have to go home because you never know at what time you go home. What I'm saying now, if you think this is nice, then go into the hospitality industry. If I go back to the job as a receptionist, for example, if you want to have 20 different professions into one, then become a hotel front desk agent, yes? Because you are everything. You are the receptionist. You are a nurse. You are a psychologist. You are a babysitter. You do everything, actually, at the front of this, And there's never any dull moment or something like that. It's the most interesting job of the world. But if you don't feel like it, don't do it. Because it's going to be awful. So if you feel the passion for it, if your heart beat for hospitality, then go for it. And as I always say, it's a highway. But it's fantastic. And it's not really, there's no um, otherwise word of wisdom, I could say. It's just enjoy the moment. And there is one last thing I want to say, because I said I had a great job. It's not all about the job. It's about how you feel at the job. The other people, your colleagues that are working in the same hotel than yourself, having the same life, it becomes a second family. Maybe the word of wisdom is work hard. But I played hard as well, very hard. And the only industry where you can do this, where you work like mad and you party like mad, the hospitality industry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Claudine, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some insight into the hospitality industry and hospitality education and how it is evolving. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com.